Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. Host of Crackin' One Open with Mike and Elise. A podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every Friday, we choose a new craft beer from a different brewery and talk about... The history of the beer. What's in it. How it was made. The history of the brewery. Along with tasting notes and more fun facts. After that, come chill with us as we bring you the latest in pop culture news and reviews. So check out Crackin' One Open, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Welcome to another Two Player Bros with Mike and Dave. So today's going to be a news episode. Uh, it's a little bit of a light news week, but it's the last week before launch day. So we have a couple of kind of next-gen stuff to talk about. And, you know, we'll be in and out today, I guess. In and out. All right. <laughs> so Dave, how are you doing? Good, good. Yeah? Yeah, just, you know, ready for some <laughs> new systems or something. Or something. <laughs> uh, so I guess the first thing I want to talk about is... I think the most kind of the most interesting bit of news is the uh, PS5 faceplate situation that happened a couple of days ago. Yeah, this thing. So I know you said you didn't know about it. So <laughs> it was last week or two weeks ago. A, I think it's a UK site called uh, uh Plate Station came out, okay. and Plate Station was going to make new faceplates for your PS5 because I guess they come off real easy. So they had different colors and patterns and options you can choose from. Okay, I'm with you so far. So they were offering that for, I think it was 60 bucks or something like that. You pre-ordered them. I guess a bunch of people thought, oh, these are really cool. Let me pre-order them. They had a bunch of concept art pieces and stuff like that. And I guess a few days ago, the website suddenly went down. And then yesterday, the day before, they finally came back and said, hey, guys, we changed your name to something else, something that wasn't quite as close to PlayStation. And they said, if you have pre-orders, we will accept those pre-orders, but we're not accepting any orders at this time while we work out some legal issues. And then the day after they came back, yesterday they came back and said, yeah, we're refunding all pre-orders. Apparently, we're not allowed to make faceplates for PlayStation at all. Why not? I guess Sony came through and claimed so uh, patent infringement and shut them down. What's their patent? I guess the shape of the system, that that specific plastic piece that clips on. Weird. That would be the only thing I can think of. But I, I thought it was weird, too. I thought it was really lame and kind of... I don't know, you think back in time and how many third-party, like, Mad Cats crap did you have for everything back in the day, and now, you know, you don't, it's true, you don't see that very often now. Have any PlayStations ever had, like, faceplates or anything? I know the 360 did. That's the only thing I, that's the only system I remember with. 360 plates. had it on purpose, yeah, but no, I don't think any of the other systems had for their systems, like, customizable things. Obviously, you always had, like, wraps, and some people sold, like, custom shells, like, the see-through, like, green and purple and stuff like that, but I don't know. I just think I just thought it was really weird for that to 
them to really take hold of that when they haven't announced any kind of customization like that themselves. Yeah, if PlayStation's not selling their own faceplates, that's bizarre. I thought it was real corporate and not like a good way to save face, especially when you're just about to launch a new system and you're like, hey, guys, stop making this interesting thing that people are interested in. You like what we're doing? Fuck you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and then IGN just has to say they're pretty sure the faceplate on the bottom of the PlayStation 5 controller comes off easily just with a click. So it's like, are these customizable? Are they not? Was it like an option they thought of at one point and then thought, eh, no one liked the 360 faceplate, so why do we want to try it? But I just, well, reading that article, I was just like, that's bad press, and why bother? Or at least, like, not cancel the pre-orders for those that already have it, or work with PlayStation and be like, hey, you already got the designs and stuff, let's work together. I mean, I guess that'd be nice in a perfect world, but that's just not how it works. <laughs> I know that, yeah. Oh, Oh, I know you're infringing on our patents, but you already made the sales. Just go ahead and do yeah. it. That's just not how it works. But it is kind of crappy, especially if they haven't announced any sort of customization themselves. Or I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. Yeah. Uh, if they had their own customization and somebody was like moving in without getting the rights, I understand that. But otherwise, it just seemed a little strange for just the faceplates. Yeah. So uh, you're saying this is your most interesting story of the I thought, week? Well, that I wanted your opinion on in terms of like, I wondered what you would think about it. <laughs> I want to turn the podcast off. <laughs> Ain't going to get better than that, Mike says. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to talk about is the way that they're handling launch day. I guess both Xbox and PlayStation. At least for what I, at least what seems to be the big retailers. I don't know if even any smaller retailers are ever going to get these systems, at least right away. Would be the next gen launch systems. I guess at launch, you can buy them online to pick up at store. Stores like Target, Walmart, Best Buy, they'll have them in store, but you can't buy them from the store themselves. You have to buy them uh, online to do in store pickup and drive to your local store to pick them up. I assume it's to stop the mass of people waiting in lines and kind of rushing the aisles and stuff during a pandemic. This is just like opening day or through the holiday or what's their from deal? What I read, it was launch day. But from what both Sony and Xbox are talking, it doesn't seem like they'll have a lot of consoles available after pre-orders and launch day orders are done, at least for a little while. But I don't know. The, uh, the articles, I read two articles about it, and they were both unclear as to whether after launch day they'll be available just to buy off shelves weird yeah so on one hand i get it because it's like a pandemic and obviously you don't want people in line but i think it's also kind of weird in terms of a lot of these websites when you handle bulk orders like that don't really work that well as i learned firsthand on uh, xbox day well this isn't going to be bulk orders you don't think people are going to be sitting there at midnight refreshing their systems as much this time well you're saying it's in-store pickup only right or is it They'll still have they'll have online sales still as well again, and almost refresh stock of uh, systems ready to go. I guess I don't know how these sites normally handle their online purchases, but I assume if like if I go to Best Buy dot com and buy something, am I buying from a specific store and it's shipping to my house, or am I buying from like a Best Buy like like warehouse? From what I've seen, because I've done uh, I've done the Best Buy pickup a bunch of times, it's. They usually will say if it's in stock and if it's like same day, they obviously have it in their store and you just come pick it up, you know, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later. 
I'm not talking about in-store pickup. I'm talking about from Best Buy to home delivery. Like oh, to home delivery. To yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would assume those are from a warehouse. They don't pull from stores, I would imagine. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you're not going to be getting bulk orders. Like you, if I type in my zip code and select my local Best Buy. And you're just fighting against people that are. I'm fighting against people that are going right. for my local Best Buy. I mean, that's true. I, you know, bots can put reserves in them all they want, but someone has to go pick it up. You know, what I like is that they've done lately, especially last few years, is one order per person anyway. Mm-hmm. So even the bots can't bulk order more than one machine, which is nice. Although I don't know what's stopping anybody from making five million bots. I don't own. A, I think that's what I know, do. Bot orders, but I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> but a physical person would stop to go pick those up from the store, which is, I guess, what stops that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess launch day. I'm I'm kind of happy because I was thinking I wasn't going to get them at launch day. I was going to wait till after Black Friday or something. But I think on launch day, I'll probably take a crack at it. Take a crack at it again. See what happens. Play the lottery. Taco Bell cups weren't doing me any good. So yeah, I think the Taco Bell promotion ends today as of the recording. So yesterday as of the post date of this podcast. Damn. So I'll have... <laughs> uh, I'll have my Xbox in four to six weeks from yesterday. Today. In four to six weeks. <laughs> Sometime mid-December. Yeah. Because uh, I want it on the, the, the Taco Bell thing. Which, congratulations again. You didn't win the PlayStation, though. How many Burger King ones did you put in? I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I didn't have Burger King like maybe 10 times in the past month. <laughs> I'm not, not going to tell you that's not the case, Mike. Nice. <laughs> a lot of Burger King. I did it the once. I still want to go back there and get those jalapeno bite, cheese bites. But it is what it is. Looks like I'll be buying them, which I expected to do to begin with. I'll pick one up next year sometime. The other thing is, I guess, something that I find weird anyway, is the way that they're touting a lot of the older games coming to the new system and like, oh, this is what we're doing to improve it. And some of the improvements are just, it runs faster. And they're making a big deal out of those announcements, like posting them on like GameStop or GameSpot and IGN and Kotaku and stuff like that and making these big kind of like, not press releases, but mentioning it to try to make a big deal out of how these older games are going to run. Well, who's they? Xbox and PlayStation both. It'd be like, at least for like Xbox exclusives, I mean, they're just relaying information. They're saying, hey, this happens with this. And then the media outlets are deciding that it's newsworthy or not. Maybe. Maybe it's because it's election. They had a slow news cycle lately. But it seems like whole articles devoted to just, it runs at 60 frames per second. 4K. All right. All right. No improved reflections. No ray tracing. No better ambient lighting. No nothing. Just that. Just doesn't seem like that seems like every game is going to be doing that. I can plug in my original full spectrum warrior on the Xbox One X and I'll be getting those 60 frames. I mean, I won't get 4K, but you know. Actually, no, I will with Xbox the way Xbox uh upreses their games. If you say so. I uh, watched a 4K Blinks Minesweeper or Scape or whatever. What? Those aren't words. Blinks the cat. What's his what's it called? Come on, you got this. Blinks. It's not Minesweeper. I got nothing. Uh, time sweeper. Time sweeper. 
damn it. I had mine in my head. It's like <laughs> everything's going to come out mine, and I know that's wrong. But I saw Blink's uh, Time Sweeper in 4K. Because the way they up the game and they, the computer AI tries to predict what 4K would look like on the game. That's interesting. Looks good. I imagine there are some games where it's not going to look so good, but I guess they put a lot of, they tested like 10,000 hours worth of games or whatever. That's cool. Um, I don't know what you want me to say about this, if I'm being real with you. <laughs> I don't know. Are you excited for just to just read that, hey, this game is going to run at 60 frames, or are you just at this point going, I figured anything playing on the old systems should? I mean, if I played the game already, I don't care. And if I haven't played the game already, I probably already didn't care. So <laughs> I don't think any of that stuff is really for me specifically. Um, it's it's cool that they're taking the time to make their old games better. Sure. Um, I doubt there are many it's going to that it, where it's going to impact me unless we're playing something for the podcast. You know? Yeah. But, so no, I guess I don't care. I don't think it's newsworthy, but I don't know. Everyone live your lives. <laughs> the weirdest one was like CS Thieves, which was game of service for the red today. And it was just 4K 60 frames. I figured they'd have done something with their game as uh, Xbox's own proprietary game of as a service would have up textures, put in some ambient lighting or some ray tracing or something, but made a big deal about it's just going to run better. I was like, all right. Well, I think what they're doing is like a system level thing. You're asking them to like redesign the actual game. In a way, yeah. Well, I don't know if ray tracing requires redesigning, but. I don't know. I mean, it's light sources, isn't it? I guess you'd have to remove light sources, yeah. Nah, I, I have no idea. Sun point. I didn't even know what ray tracing was until two podcasts ago. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was just a little but, surprised about that. I, I do know Fortnite's getting a day one launch update to their game but it's gonna it's gonna be more of a bigger uh graphical upgrade that's cool yeah i don't know if i read exactly what's gonna be in it but they said it was gonna be pretty good and the pc is gonna get that same upgrade same day i know the ps5 version is gonna get some dual sense support right yeah i still like everybody makes a big deal like dual sense is so great i i really have to experience dual sense i think to really care or know what really to expect to me it's just like hey we've got a rumble pack and I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, conceptually, I don't like the idea of it, but we will. Uh, we'll see how it actually feels. It could be cool. Yeah, I can think of. I guess I don't know what I think when I think of Dual Sense, but it seems like a gimmick. But if people are saying it actually feels good and actually adds to the experience, then cool. Yeah, I mean, I could see racing games using it pretty good. I can see like, but to me, it just seems like if it's, it's like, like a rumble pack mixed with like when you played a uh, laser tag and your chest vibrated on the chest piece. I have to assume it's more precise than that or feels better than that, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't remember if I mentioned on the cast, but I guess Marvel's Avengers is, has obviously delayed uh, Kate Bishop and apparently is delaying Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, all their DLC characters for the time being. No specific date when it's coming back. Uh, delaying the new uh, outpost and permanently cutting the prices on a lot of their cosmetic items in almost half. Um, I mean, good for them on the cosmetic stuff because their cosmetics were really overpriced, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. I haven't played since we did the episode on it, honestly. 
Um, when did they? When did they delay all the characters to? Indeterminate, like indefinitely, basically. Weird. They didn't um, say indefinitely because that's a bad word to say, but they basically said for the they said for the time being, I believe was the word. Um, I mean, if they didn't feel like the game was in a good state for it, then cool. I mean, I guess they they know how terrible their game was. Um, <laughs> you know, you, we can continue to agree to disagree on that. <laughs> I I don't uh, disagree with any of your points, which is how the game lives for long. I mean, I even I've stopped playing it because there's the gameplay is great, but there's nothing to do. Uh, agree to disagree on that as well. <laughs> um, but no, it makes sense that they'd want to delay content drops i guess because when people come back to the game they want to be able to use it as like a a relaunch almost you know which is weird to say only two months removed from the game's launch but i guess that makes sense to delay content drops until your base is good i mean the game should have been delayed to begin with you know right Uh, it should not have released in the state it did so good for them do you think they might end up doing a, a full anthem and just pulling the game for a while for the most part? No, it's not that broken. It's not that broken as far as like gameplay loop. Anthem was literally missing. <sighs> I don't want to talk about Anthem anymore. We, I feel like I've talked about Anthem before on the podcast. <laughs> Avengers has everything it needs. It's just like, it's a technical mess. And <sighs> and the <laughs> The gear, I guess the gear like Anthem needs to be retooled a bit, but not to the level that Anthem needed to be retooled, I don't think. Uh, so no, I don't think you're going to do that. Plus, with it having the Avengers license, it's never going to have the player base issue to the extent that Anthem ended up having. Where everybody just jumped ship. Yeah. I guess the, uh, I think the stadium, Stadia or the Steam users jumped down like ridiculous digits uh, one weekend. Not too long ago. For Avengers? Yeah. To the point where it was like 12,000 or something coming down from like hundreds of thousands. So. Makes sense. Ain't nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised they don't. I mean, I get I get pulling everything, but you got to create some kind of event or something while you're working on that kind of stuff, I would think, to keep it going. But also, um, yeah, Legion. I've got Valhalla and we got Cyberpunk. And I guess Phoenix Rising, which I'll talk about briefly. <laughs> uh, and, and so, like, there's a lot of games coming out where I think Avengers can take this pause without worrying about upsetting too many people for now. So the next Marvel movie comes out and somebody wants a Marvel game. Sure. <laughs> you and I are big Mass Effect fans. Yes. So this year they're doing a, uh, well, they do it every year. November 7th is N7 Day because Commander Shepard is an N7 uh, soldier in the Mass Effect universe. And this year, I think they're doing something cool that I actually might want to take part in. I haven't actually done any of the N7 stuff before, like watching any of the videos or anything. But the entire cast of Mass Effect, the original trilogy, are going to come together on 11 a- at 11 a.m. Specific, uh, Pacific Standard Time on specific, specific standard, time. standard Time on November 7th to talk about you know their experience with the game and stuff like that. And it's basically it seems like it's the whole pretty much the whole cast of the trilogy, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's neat. 
I like it. I just thought it was because <laughs> you said you hadn't looked up any news. So, I mean, that's something you're going to miss if I didn't tell you right now, which you'll probably still miss. Well, it'll be online for you to watch afterward, I'm sure. But I think that's pretty cool. Talk about how they made the game and stuff like that. I'm probably not going to watch it regardless. But yeah, that's that sounds interesting. That sounds like something that, you know, big fans would uh, would enjoy. I've never been like a like who I want to see the behind the scenes stuff kind of guy, you know, like I like to enjoy the finished product of things, but I don't ever like dig deep into making ofs and stuff like that. That's just me specifically. Gotcha. I don't need the the DVD special features. (laughs) I've always been a big special features guy. I mean, I don't know what they're going to bring the table in terms of just being the cast, but I'd be interesting here. Their input on their characters throughout the three games. I think in terms of games, Mass Effect definitely has character development and the voice acting is far beyond even what a lot of the, a decent amount of the games we see today. So we need to see what their thoughts on when they were making the game and stuff like that would have been. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, hoping for an announcement for the uh, remastered trilogy on N7 Day as well. It's going to be announced eventually, right? I would assume so. All these rumors basically make it seem like, yeah, it's definitely happening. Yeah, but those rumors have been going around since like March, right? Uh, Yeah. And then the a delay was time. because, according to what they said, was Mass Effect 1 was the thing holding them up because it required so much reworking. Yeah. So the other thing is I played Phoenix Rising, which I know is a game you were vaguely interested in. Still am. Played the demo on Google Stadia. Uh, and I thought it was one of the worst games I've played in quite some time. Uh, I mean, I guess you should elaborate, but so I thought the the graphics and granted, I'm playing on Stadia, so it depends on my connection. But I was playing late at night when no one else was using my internet connection for the most part, and I just thought the graphics were just something maybe you'd see late 360, very early Xbox One. I mean, I've seen gameplay footage of it; it looks pretty to me. Yeah, the design's okay, although the characters look very generic looking, just like generic video game models. The gameplay wasn't anything special. It was almost trying to be a hack and slash, kind of like Devil May Cry, but it didn't feel good at all. It didn't feel flat as flashy as it could have been, and it didn't feel like my weapons had the weight or speed that they needed. Like the sword was too heavy, but not fast enough, and the axe was even slower than slow and, and too heavy. And there wasn't even that much combat, and the, a lot of it was jumping and flying and gliding which kind of felt antiquated. The The one thing the game has going for it is the whole, the whole game is done with a story between Zeus and Atlas. And they're both going at like how the story was told and things change around you based on what they're doing with the story, which I did appreciate that. I thought that was kind of funny. But your main character seems also very bland because of it. Like she doesn't have much to say. She's just kind of reacting to what's going on around her in the story. And I wasn't a fan of the enemy types, the few that there were, and the way the there's like a bow and arrow. It's trying to be too many things at once, I feel. How long is this demo? Uh, I think there, uh, there's a couple of collectibles and stuff like that. It's a small world map and with one major mission to solve. So I think I played for maybe an hour. Okay. But if I went around trying to get all the collectibles in the map, it would have maybe been a little longer. Some of the collectibles might have also led to missions because while I went toward a boat, it was talking about somebody's mission across the sea to get an ancient artifact that looked like I can go into the boat and try to find stuff, but I chose not to at the time. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like it, bud. Mm, I was just... How much How much of it do you think was Stadia's fault? 
I think maybe 20% of it was probably Stadia's fault. I think the graphics, some of the graphics could have been a little bit better because of Stadia. And I think some of the weapons uh, were caused by a delay, even though I was using the Stadia controller, which is pretty good. Um, there might have been a little bit of a delay there based on me pressing the pause button, how long that took. But for the most part, I just feel don't feel like this is a game that can compete with a lot of the options that are out there this holiday season. Uh, I don't know. I've been interested in trying it. I mean, I wasn't going to sign up for Stadia to play it because I just don't care that much. <laughs> I do think but, it is. I think to play the demos, because I was wondering before, you can still do it on the free. You don't need the pro to get the demos. I literally don't even want to I understand that you still don't care. But... <laughs> or go to, I don't even want to go to their website. I have no interest. <laughs> don't want to give them my email. I'm assuming they want my email. Well, if you're a Gmail member, you're already, you're already in. You just hit the Stadia app on your little bubble. Don't <laughs> even want them to know I know about it. <laughs> Not going to their website. Um, honestly, the I've seen enough footage of the game to where I think I might get it. Like, it's coming out in December? Uh, Late November, I think. Late November? Okay. I mean, yeah, there's nothing else that I really want to play right now. So I might end up looking for something to play. Maybe it'll be that. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, you have bad taste in stuff, so it's probably pretty good. Damn, dude, you're mad. You're mean when you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I wasn't a fan of it, but I know you like more of the kind of Zelda knockoff kind of things than me. So you might like it. I don't know if that's true. I'm sure I'll play it and I'll love it. It'll be like you should really play it and you'll never play it, and that'll be it. That'll be the end. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get through. Legion, Valhalla, and Cyberpunk. How are you liking Legion so far? So far, really review. I, mean, I assume we're not going to do a post game on it, right? I, Unless you're doing one by yourself. Probably not. <laughs> I'm, I might do. I might do something by myself with like a shorter post game. But uh, right now, I'm a little less met on it than I was the original Watch Dogs. But I'm super, which is a lot of open worlds that aren't Grand Theft Auto. Open world sucks. It's just not like you said. You played thirty five. Well, you didn't like the base stuff too, but the open world just seems. I played thirty five. Oh, uh, of this, mm -hmm. yeah. The artificial, the world feels artificial and just filled in for no reason. And I just the old Watchdogs like that. A lot of open worlds are like that. But I've played a couple of the story missions, which are a lot of fun, and the ability to choose like anybody in the game world is an interesting gimmick. Though I don't think it helps the story. But again, I'm. Only a little bit further than you in there. So I've only done, you know, a handful of story missions. So I'll see as I go farther. The story missions are definitely making me start to like the game a lot more than when I was just sticking around in the open world. Yeah, because I, I loved the first Watch Dogs and I like the first Watch Dogs open world. I think it's fun to just drive around and like, you know, hack barricades and, and mess with traffic and stuff. Um, Sending taxi cabs forward into uh, police cars is pretty fun. Um, so... This one though, like I just did the the tutorial, like the prologue, and wasn't really vibing with me. I I just didn't like any of it. <laughs> I didn't think the shooting felt good. I I didn't think the movement felt good. I didn't like the dialogue between the characters. I don't remember any specifics of it, but wasn't really gelling with me. I'll play a little more probably this weekend, but I I've already kind of checked out on it just after the prologue and then another 10 minutes after that. 
and I've tried to play that next 10 minutes after the prologue like three times now. And I think that's just like, it's just all I got. Wow. Just a little nitpick about games in general. Like, there's all these like really long audio logs that I keep finding, or I found like three or four of them in the first base. Oh yeah, they're not but fun. <laughs> they're so dry and you can't even like move while listening to them. You have to stay in the window. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. Scoffed. I did the same thing where usually I'll l- listen to all the collectibles because I want to learn more about the game world. And it's just like you said, they're so long. They're ridiculously long and not funny and they don't, you have to stand still. They don't make the reading it interesting. It's really bad. Yeah, very bad. They continue throughout the game. I've got. I've just given up on looking at any of them, which I did at, when I was at the base. But yeah, the story might get better. But right now, the story is just very generic. I think feel because you don't have a specific character. I know I read some reviews and they say the the later half of the game is where it really like comes into its own. But it's also not fair to say, hey, just play this game for twenty hours and then it gets good. You know. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if I looked up how many story missions there are. Sometimes there's less of a story mission in terms of games. I don't know. But we'll see. Cool. I like the English style of it. That makes it more interesting than just being New York again, but me. Um, what do you mean New York again? A lot of games are like New York, LA, San Francisco. Like a lot of them are oh, America. Sure, sure. I like I like the, the British aspect to it in London. Watch Dogs was Chicago and then San Francisco, right? Yes. So they haven't done New York. Next Watch Dogs, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Next Watch Dogs, Dubai. Give me something interesting. So yeah, I think that's all I got. Like I said, it's a light news news week. It's uh, bigger, more important things are happening around the world right now. And you know, next week the video games will launch and people have the chance to play it. And we'll be giving you our thoughts on something. I know Dave is now in his hell month and a half at work, <laughs> so you might hear some episodes like Dave said, where it's just maybe it's me talking for like twenty minutes instead of a full forty to an hour, or I, I might do another episode with Alex, the original co-host of the show. And we might cover a couple computer games just to cover the the space in between. And you might hear us talk a little bit about, you know, hey, Dave, how was the first five minutes of Cyberpunk? But that's about it. So you're going <laughs> to get, get some weird episodes. But I think this is probably the end of post game for at least like a true post game for a while. Yeah, I mean, I know I probably won't be able to really dive into a game until January. So we'll, we'll see. I might do like a half one for Valhalla and Legion. Cyberpunk's going to be too big of a game to even do a post game until January. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but that's it. As always, I'm Mike. That's Dave. Good luck getting your systems. If you're trying to get your systems uh, next week and the week after, uh, and just stop listening. Turn off the <laughs> podcast. Don't let him do this to you. <laughs> Stay safe. And keep on gaming.